Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and on another Podcast Summit episode here at Almond HQ, brought to you, powered by Kohler, I guess brought to you by me, LCR Media Podcast, but we're here with yet another episode, having a great time, lots of folks getting together, talking shop, getting on podcasts, sharing their story, and I am now joined by... Ken Donahue. My and, wife. <laughs> I'm Jen Donahue. <laughs> Jen Donahue. And um, what's the name of your company again? Sh- Showcase Lawn and Landscape. Showcase Lawn and Landscape. And I remember seeing you on Instagram. You had all everything all set up, loaded up, ready to go. You have a nice trailer and truck. And I was like, wow, this guy's really going for it for the podcast. <laughs> but you were saying last night it's because you, uh, you had plans, right? You're trying to really factor things in, which is what I do. I try to make the most out of my trips. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's so many things to go and see and do. Um, and you, when you have limited resources, you want to try and do as much as possible right. at one time. Right. Two, three birds with one stone. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the listeners are going to be shocked when they hear this because I was, how long have you been in this industry? This is going to be season 32 for me. Holy cow. We There's rabbit holes for days with that one. So <laughs> for sure. <laughs> we have lots sure. of stories. Yeah. yeah. So let's just first start with, um, tell me how you started 30 something years ago. Like what, what made you get into this industry? You know, I, I had worked construction since I was, you know, about eight or nine years old with my dad. And um, I was uh, doing telemarketing for a couple different businesses and at the time, I had a girlfriend working for a lawn care company, her and her best friend, and they were telemarketing. And so I went in and started doing that. And the guy that uh, owned the company had a, a couple bad apples he wanted to get rid of. And so he come to us and said, I got to let everybody go. And I was used to going without pay for months working for my dad. And uh, he, he attributed all the money. He says, I got to let everyone go. I don't have any money. So I went back to him and I said, look, if you're tight on money, um, I can go a month or two till your money comes in. He says, I didn't have a problem with money. I had a problem with a couple of people. And this is, a, I think he was like an old true green or evergreen kind of guy. And he said, that's, that's what they do. They just clean house. So right. he uh, got rid of everybody. Well, took me back and I moved into sales. And then from there, he had a lawnmower shop and was selling a lawnmower that someone didn't pay their repair bill on. So he cut me a good break on it and having a lawn business. And all they did was um, fertilization and weed control. He was constantly getting calls from people who wanted to uh, have their grass cut, whether he had their mower in the shop getting repaired or whatnot. And so the next thing you know, he started referring lawns to me and I just kept getting more and more yards and growing from there. So, wow. Nice. So what, um, well, let's say, so what services do you offer now after all these years? So we're full service, basically, um, mow fertilization, uh, weed control, aerate seed. Um, we're trying to expand into some more things like the mosquito control. Um, I'd love to get into a tree and shrub program. Um, we'll do light landscaping, but trimming the bushes, spreading the mulch. If, If people want to do any enhancements like, transfer from mulch to gravel in the beds or something. We'll do that sort of stuff. Uh, small retaining walls, nothing too extreme really because we don't have the manpower right. to do it. You know, we're, we're pretty small family business. And, uh, and so there's a lot of things I've got the capabilities of doing, but we just don't take on anything 
It's yeah. huge. Right. Yeah. You don't have the bandwidth. That was the next question I was going to ask. So a uh, family owned, uh, is it a husband, wife duo? Do you mm-hmm. guys help yeah. each other in the field and, or, you know, like what, 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 um, roles do you have? I primarily am in the office. I, I mean, I've had my time as a lawn girl. <laughs> I run a trimmer. I've laid sod when I was pregnant. Um, wow. you know, we've the original trimmer queen probably way yeah, back was, in the day. I right? had some lawn girl years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, now I, you know, I'm in the office, I'm answering the phone, I'm, yeah. you know, coordinating. We try to, one thing we do that's, we try to keep our guys happy, but I take them lunch every day. And nice. so, um, that's a huge time suck for me, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's an important role it and, is. And, and, and it's one that he doesn't have to do. And know. everyone's, you know, when you're fed, you're happy. And right. so, um, right. we do that, but primarily, you know, I'm in the office. Yeah. Awesome. So, so how, and how many people do you have working for you or with you? So what is there about four, three or four guys? And plus you. Yeah. So we, um, we have a son who's 20 mm-hmm. and so he is probably like, he's, like he's there every day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so he, he's there every day. And then, uh, we have another son who's 16. So he, in the summer, sometimes after school, he, running a trimmer this year um this year he'll be on a mower and then um our daughter's boyfriend works for us so he'll you know he's he's really good too so him yeah. and ben are you know yeah. pretty much your your yeah, guys they're they're my two guys that you know ben and brendan are yeah. both you know like the guys that hey yeah. I, I need you to go do this and they'll go get it done and then we've got another guy um he started son- in the fall he, and yeah. he's doing really good Dylan. wants to come back in the spring which that's yeah. How, yeah. Right. So, How many times you hear that? I think yeah. for us, you know, labor has always been the issue. You start, you know, you start adding things and you're like, oh, we're doing, you know, this and that. And then somebody quits and you're like, yeah, back to square one. And right. so, um, you know, we've had times where we had, you know, a couple of crews going out. We had landscape, we had long crews, you know, and then we've had times where it's just Ken and one other person going and, you know, kind of ebbs and flows with the economy. You know, after 9-11, we had a huge recession and yeah. 2008, same thing. So, you know, it's just kind of, kind of pivoting and yeah. Yeah. roll with the punches. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you, you definitely have, we'll dive into that in, in, a, in a minute, but I wanted to say, so you are, uh, so you truly are like a family owned business. You've got like multiple family, even if it's, even if it's a boyfriend, right. It's like, it's mm. like still like that family feel. So, yeah. but this, the, the, the newest guy that's coming back, he, he's, he's like, like from the outside. Has there been any kind of, uh, interesting dynamic with that? Cause I've known some people that have like a couple of kids, like, you know, grown you know, kids that work for them, like one's a crew leader, one's this or that. And sometimes it gets a little hairy with, with other like outside in, you know, employees and they, they think there's like favoritism or this or that, or how come he can get away with this? Or, you know, like it could be weird. I feel yeah. like if you don't manage it properly, have you had, had any issues with that? No, Dylan's real laid back. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's, you know, everybody kind of knows like we have to get this done right? so we can either work together and it's going to be easier we won't, and it's going to take us yeah. three times as long and right. everybody's going to be mad at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's good. So you obviously you find, you know, your, your kids know that, but and anyone else, it's like, it's all still the same goal, the same team yeah. efforts. Like, Hey, we've, we got to get this done. That's our job that we're getting paid for. And mm-hmm. as long as nobody, I guess the issues are more like if you have like, 
you know, like if your son is like all of a sudden like did the wrong thing or is slacking off and it's like, oh man, and it can get uncomfortable because now it's like, you know, like there's a previous uh, couple in here and, and, you know, there's, and, and their son was here and, and he, he's out there. You probably met them, yeah. um, you know, mm-hmm. and the, it's like, you know, he, the son was saying, well, I had to kind of adjust to like dad and like work dad, you know, like yeah. there's yeah. a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. So. And like, where does work dad and home dad, like <laughs> yeah. right. where do they end? Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you're working on a piece of equipment and it's a frustrating yeah. and, yeah. you know, you come inside and it's like time to eat dinner and you're right. like, I don't want to talk to you because yeah. you just yelled yeah. at me about, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's different dynamics yeah. that. Definitely. You run into when you're running a, f- you know, family business, right. but we kind of joke because we're like, for 20 years, we've been like trying to find the one person that's going to be like, okay, I want to do this. And, yeah. you know, they and it's going to free gonna... me up to go do other stuff. Right. And yeah. so we're like, well, we couldn't find that person. So we just grew that person. So now, you we know, grew our own. yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's yeah. And Ben really enjoys being in the field and he loves interacting with the clients and, um, him and Brendan, who's our daughter's boyfriend, they look alike. And so, you know, they'll all be on the, the, uh, property together and the client will be like, Hey Ben. And then they come around the corner and they're like, I just saw you over there. And they're like, <laughs> so yeah. it's, yeah, yeah. they look like yeah. brothers. Yeah, they do. So yeah. the, the only issues we've ever had, uh, last summer ever so often, you know, someone wouldn't blow off good enough and, you know, but like, okay, we, someone's got to get out and get the blower. And both my boys are like, they just sit there. But then Brendan gets out of the truck and he goes and gets the blower. So yeah, and he knows that like, and, but he's a little older. He's 23, 24. 24. And so yeah. he, he kind of gets, no, we got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one like the, the buck stops with him, right? It's like, okay, I guess I got to go it. do it. Yeah. 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 So interesting dynamics there for sure. Um, what, what are, what's, uh, some challenges if you had any in 2022, let's kind of recap 2022 and then talk about 2023. Wow. Or, or, or how did it go in general? Knock on some wood. Yeah. 2022 was, was good, a huh? pretty decent year. We got a one even, I mean, well, grown. I mean with COVID yeah. everyone was home and they're like, can you fix this? I don't want to look at this anymore. It was like an explosion, right? Yeah. 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 And so, um, and and we were essential. So, you know, it was, so I think, you know, labor is always the challenge, the biggest challenge for us. So, yeah, Uh, I guess prior to just a few years ago, it it was extra tough, you know, but I think, you know, you, you run into, you know, like you get, we're kind of at this point where we have clients, we try to work in a really small radius, um, probably like a five mile radius from our shop. Okay. That's and awesome. Talk yeah. about route density. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so, but we have these routes that are further out and they're good clients that we've had for a long time. And you're like, Oh, it, you know, I'm doing better to stay here, yeah. but you're like, I don't want to fire that person or whatever. So right. I think for us, probably that's the next thing that we kind of have to work out mm-hmm. um, because our schedule's full and we're probably overworking our guys a little bit. Yeah. Like- and that's that's <laughs> yeah. probably our challenges. Like me, I'll work seven days a week. You know, I, I don't want to have to work on a Sunday, but if it's, you know, go over and meet a client and go over their yard or tweak their irrigation, you know, it's like, I'll, I don't mind doing that, you know? Um, but then I kind of hope that the rest of the team will be willing to do that or understanding of that. And in reality, 
you know, they want that Saturday off and the Sunday off. And so we're, I think that's, that's always been a challenge for me. Um, and we're coming to realize you, you have to have some downtime, you know, you right. can't work 14, 15 hour days, six days a week. And then, and then Sunday's left for, you know, messing around on a piece of equipment in the garage or something. You right. Know? So, yeah, I think it's tough to transition from that owner operator mentality when you like, you know, have a team and you're like, well, they're not all going to be like that or, or none of them maybe are going to be like that. So it's like, I got to, you kind of have to filter yourself down a little bit. You can't expect everyone to do the same thing or care about things the same yes. way. And you want the job to get done, of course, but you got to know that your hundred percent is like unattainable for them. You know, their their ninety percent should be your hundred percent because there's just there's just no way because yeah. you're the owner operator. So. Yeah, and you have a different drive, right? And, yeah. and and you end up when you are literally the owner operator for so long, you end up. I find that you you spoil your your clients for a while, mm-hmm. and, then, and then and then if you're not taking care of them anymore, and like you know you have a, a crew doing it or whatever, all of a sudden they're like, oh man, like now it's like goes down. But but you were giving them like above and beyond, yeah. you know? And, and so like, but had they gotten your crew for, from the get go, like the newer ones, then, then Different. that would like, yeah, that like, then that 90% would be a hundred percent for them, you exactly. know, because they're like, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a, of an adjustment that I noticed for myself. And I've heard a few people talk about this or agree with me on this too, that I, I think that's something that you have to kind of reset your mind a little bit when you're, having people help you start doing stuff. And yeah. especially if you send anybody out without you, it's like, obviously you have high expectations and they should have them, but their expectations will never be the same as yours. Exactly. So. Hey, LCR listeners, this is Cody from Lightspeed Social Agency. If you're tired of spinning your wheels every selling season, we want to change things up for you in 2022. We're a full service digital marketing agency that only works with lawn care and landscape businesses. We specialize in hyper local neighborhood by neighborhood Facebook ads that generate right away ROI. Go to lightspeedsocialagency.com to schedule a call. Make sure to tell us Naylor sent you and we'll give you $400 off your initial setup fee. That's lightspeedsocialagency.com. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Yeah, it's like you go out and produce 110% and then you yeah. send someone and they're doing 90 the clients yeah. like, what's going on? Yeah, there? yeah. They, they, they think they're slacking. But meanwhile, they're doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, exactly. It's just that you went way above and beyond. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's it's difficult when, when you have that transition. So you just kind of have to like ease into it, I guess, you know, and yeah. communicate with folks. Like, you know, I, I tell people like, hey, you know, got some new guys, you know, cut them some slack or, you know, ease into it and stuff like that. But uh, of course you want them to do a great job, but they could be doing a great job and people are just get extra particular because mm-hmm. we're used to, used to you, you know? So, um, so what um I wanted to also just touch base since you've been through so much, you talked about like, you know, 9-11 and 2008 and uh, uh, economic downturns and things like that. What what are some things, are there any trends that you picked up on that have repeated that you can kind of like, you've maybe battle-proofed your, yourself and your business f- for the next time? Because everyone talks about the next economic downturn that we're apparently in the middle of right now. It's like, so what, how do you feel about all that? I don't know. I mean, I- I think like we've 
tried to run our business where we don't have a lot of payments on things. Mm. And so it's really easy for us to scale down because, you know, a mower payment or, you know, we just picked up a new spreader, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, just being able to like still afford your bills, even if you don't have the same amount of work, um, you know, saving up and trying to pay cash for something, you know, write a check for it versus like, you know, you have 10 pieces of equipment that all have a payment. And, you know, we did that when we first started, you know, we had a Bobcat and a truck payment and a mower payment and all those things. And that doesn't, it's too much. It's, it is too much. Yeah. And so I think it's being able to like, kind of just watch what's happening and react to it, but not where it's going to ruin your, you know, your credit or yeah. whatever. You have all these pieces of equipment that are costing you money that aren't making you any money. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've had times where we've, you know, had quite a few guys working and at times where it's just him and, you know, one person. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So right. huh? I think you just have to be adaptable and kind of look at what's going on and okay, I'm going to change. I'm not going to get discouraged or give up, but this isn't fun. Right. But, right. um, you know, sometimes when you're big and you have a lot of people, what's in your bottom line is still the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't have those people because right. you don't have as many expenses yeah. as well. So and, right. and I think for us, you know, we're like the epitome of reinvesting, like some people take their profits and they'll go on a nice trip and we don't ever do too many. Like this is a trip for us, you know, right. like, Oh, we went to Stowe and now we're down here in, you know, Columbus. And it's fun for us to get away. But like, if, if I could have 10,000 hours and say, Oh, take the family to Disney or buy a spreader. I'd rather buy the spreader because right. I'm going to make money with that, you right. know, or invest in, Oh, I can invest in Apple. Or I can invest in a spreader that's going to, you know, make that's going to pay dividends money. too, right? You know, and, for you, not somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that keeps the economy going. You know, right. let other guys invest in Apple. You know, right, right. invest in Showcase. Yeah, like that. The non entrepreneurs, you know, they can invest in Apple. Like you're investing in yourself, yeah. in your business, your family, and then things like that, trying to financially support yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so I think for us, that's kind of like our goal with the business. Uh, I mean, I've done this one thing, you know, and just beat my head against the wall for 31 years and now like discovered, wow, there's podcasts and there's all this information I can learn from yeah. so many incredible people. And then, so I'm, I'm absorbing that and learning these bits and pieces from everyone else's experiences that you didn't do that 20 years ago, you know? No, exactly. I, yeah. I think there's a better sense of community. You know, it used to be like you'd pull onto a street and you know, there's two other guys mowing and you're like, yeah, you know. taking my work. Exactly. Right. And instead you need to be like waving at the guy and being like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. You know, because sometimes, you know, you might have a trimmer go down or something. You're like, Oh, could you help me fix this yeah. or whatever? Yeah. It, or you just have too much work yes. or you, you don't do something that someone wants you to do, but the other guy might and yeah. you can help yeah, each other. Yeah. yeah. You can, you know, you see people who are out doing good work yeah. and you know, you, you, we should be helping each other. You know, it doesn't right. do any good when, you know, you have like probably 15 years ago, there was a company that came into our area and they were like $40 aerations. We'll aerate anything for $40. Oh, gosh. And so then the whole market, everybody just thinks, well, aerations are only $40. No. So why are you trying to charge me 85? And, <laughs> yeah. and so really those people go out of business in a few years. And if everybody just kind of worked together and was like, 
understood like you have expenses and you have, there's a reason you, you have to charge a certain amount. This isn't charity. This is our job. Like yeah, right. we shouldn't feel bad that we're making an income. Mm-hmm. People go to work right. and have an income and that's how they write us, you know, pay us to do their work. So yeah, right. everybody has to, you know, make an income. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. social media has definitely helped with that. But to your point, there wasn't a thing 20 years ago and, oh. and, and there's folks like that have been around as long as you and they frowned down upon all of this. Mm-hmm. What, what makes, how did you, you're like the, the few exception of that rule. <laughs> so many people that have been around for that long, they see zero value in any of this stuff. You know, for me, I think my mindset's just changed in the past few years. Um, we had um, a few years back, we had a lot of theft going on in our area. We live in a pretty affluent area and guys were just coming in and they were, you know, preying on lawn guys because they know there's something in that truck or that trailer and he's in the backyard. And so I I got to be buddies with a guy that did really high quality work. He was always mowing next door to wherever I was at. And if I pulled up and I saw his truck there and he was mowing up front, I'd hop out and I'd immediately mow my backyard. And then when he's in the back, I'm up front and we just watched each other's stuff and we just became friends. And then you fast forward to when he wanted to retire, he went to put his business up for sale. And, you know, he's got accountants telling him it's worth X. And I'm like, I've been around a long time. It's not worth X, but whatever. And he sold it to a guy who wrote him a big fat check. And that guy had a bunch of um, like H2B workers and they just didn't do the quality that my buddy was doing. And so when these people started canceling, they started looking next door at what I was doing. And we picked up probably... 75% 75% of the properties that he sold off to someone else. And, uh, and we're still doing them to this day. And it's, we're, we're in a, a very affluent area. And so it's all high end clientele where we do everything that, you know, generally someone else doesn't step on their property, you know? And so I think that for us has been a big blessing, you know, yeah. do quality work and, uh, you know, be friends with the other guys around. And, and so I've carried that over into the, the young guys that I see in the area and say, Hey, you know, you should be getting X to mow yeah. these size yards, you know, and that's so, awesome. But I think it's important in any aspect of your life. You should always be learning. And just because you've been doing something for a long time, I might have more knowledge about certain things, but it doesn't mean that someone who's only been doing this a short time doesn't have anything to bring mm-hmm. to the table. Right. Like, yeah. you know, you yeah. can learn from anybody. I agree. Yeah. Rookie for life. <laughs> just just keep learning, keep yeah. learning new things, yeah. you know? So yeah, that's great. Those are great statements. So, well, lunch is here. So before we, uh, before we head off to get lunch, why don't we uh, do the old pod decks here and see if we can get something right. fun here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who would you most like to sit next to on a 10 hour flight and why? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's the first one. Yeah. I haven't gone through any of these yeah. cards except what people have pulled already. I like these. For me, it's, they're probably in this building. Yeah. If, if not you, you know, Paul or, you know, right. Caleb, it's like, I like to talk shop. Yeah. And so if I could spend 10 hours on a flight talking shop with somebody, that would be like my dream flight, you know? Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, I agree. What about what you get? I got who or where would you haunt if you were a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) 
And if we were doing a ghost podcast, I'd have some really good stories because I did grow up in an extremely haunted house. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't actually think I would haunt anybody because it's still, (laughs) I still hate the dark because (laughs) (laughs) of my experiences. So I don't think I would haunt anyone unless I was like a good ghost where I'd like find your socks that you lost or whatever and just put them out or something. Yeah. We'll have to have a part two with this whole haunted house scenario. You got me all interested about that. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming on and sharing your story. There's so much more I know to go, but we're trying to keep some of these episodes short and sweet so we can get as much as we can in these kind of great opportunities. I'm sure you'll be on some other podcasts if you haven't already. And, you you know, hopefully you'll dive deeper into some other things and, and everyone can follow along with the Green Industry Podcast, the Kid Contractor Podcast, and all the other ones that are around so that we can um, keep sharing our stories and help grow the industry, right? And the community. So that's what it's all about. So thank you to Kohler for uh, sponsoring the Podcast Summit. Thank you to Toro for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until the next time, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.